like, I will be okay with this. I am alright with that. Now can we go? Yes. yes. No! <laughs> no. No what? The fuck? Huh. Oh, you have yourself muted now. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you think it'd be constant? Yeah, knowing wow. you. I'm a genius. That's only what I wanted, Doc. Very humble, too, I see. No. That's no. debatable. No. At some points. It depends no. on no the good. situation. When it's something where I know I have a skill, I'm like, what the fuck? What's the point of being humble? Yeah. No, no genius is actually humble. No. No. Oh, I know, Blake. I know. All right. Hello, everyone. Nerds, Hi. nerds, that's everything in between. Non-binaries, everything. What? Thanks, fine. I'm just making sure that that's going well. It had a drop out a second ago. Oof. What? 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 So let's try. Let's try this again. Hello, nerds, nerdsettes, non-binaries, and everything in between. Okay, the first when time. When did nerd become a gender? Yeah, no. That's what I was thinking. Because, like, the first time you said it, I was like, what are you saying? And then the second time, I was like, oh, I hear what you're saying now, but why are you saying? <laughs> we never know. Because all nerds are welcome. Yes. All. All the nerds. <laughs> Closet nerds. Basement nerds. Outside nerds, pink and purple nerds. No, it's okay. You're welcome. Those are pastry. They're tasty. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi. <laughs> I'm your other host, Jade, and welcome to the Halloween episode of Nerds, Nerds of, of the, the Night. Night or God. No, you're not. Well, maybe. No. Kind of. <laughs> and even though we are, you know, recording at noon. Whatever. Um, so we are going to do something we have never done before. We are. We're going to jump right into the subject. <laughs> oh, yeah! You told me about that! <laughs> so... I I'm smart, I swear. <laughs> I had originally had something planned, but for some reason I could not find the video to actually refresh, and I'm just like, I can't just do regular research and leave it at that. So, today I am going to be talking to you guys about the Saw franchise. Da -da -da -da. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> it. I've mentioned this to you before, but I figure I might as well mention it on the podcast since, you know, we're kind of here to talk about these things. The Saw franchise is one of the Saw, one of the horror movies that actually freaks me out. I don't know what it is. It just... It's the it, gore. Uh, well, no, not a lot of people can do... I usually love gore. Mm -hmm. It's the... I, I think it's the puzzles part that, like, freaks me out because it's I don't the like... psychological factor. In yeah, it. I don't like, like the idea of being forced to think fast enough to be able to survive something because I can't think that fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I will stop interrupt. Well, I'll, I'll inter- interrupt well, you a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> like to add stuff on because we have to have those in there. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be kind of boring. Yeah, it'd be one person talking the entire time and the other person staring at their phone because they got distracted by other things. When did I do that? I don't remember. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Saw franchise consists of nine movies and originally came out in 2003 now the first somehow i thought they would be older than that you just stopped talking when i walked out well yeah because we thought you were gonna say something yeah you had this intense look on your face but so Saw, the original Saw came out in 2003, and it was a straight-to-video kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And the original cast, of course, had Tobin Bell, who is John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, and the one person who was one of the people who was in the original trap in the first movie was... Carrie Elwes, who played Dr. Lawrence. Interesting. Just gonna stay over there. So the Saw movies came out pretty much the week of Halloween. Like, the first seven Saw movies came out every year, the week of Halloween. So between 2003 and 2010. And then we had Jigsaw come out in 2017 and... Spiral came out um, this year, 2021. Um, now, with what I'm mostly talking about, um, I will leave Spiral for the end, and once I talk about it, you'll actually figure out why. I had stuff. I bookmarked dun, dun, this dun. stuff, and now it's just like... Uh, yes! Oh, <laughs> he was just like, no, no, I want to be part of the podcast too. You cannot tell me no. So basically I'll be talking a bit about John Kramer, the initial storyline, and then some interesting facts because honestly because some movies where it really seems like yeah there are tons of them but not all of them really line up the way they do and i will admit this the saw movies are a guilty pleasure of mine and i once just completely dissected the movies and i'm just like these are honestly amazing yeah yeah they sound cool i Mm -hmm. mean other than the part there where i'm absolutely terrified of them (laughs) (laughs) so jigsaw aka john kramer was is a sometimes you usually do the other way around what you put their name and then what they're also known as you're, in, you're insinuating that his legal name is Jigsaw. It is. I mean, it is now. It is now. That's what the police call him, therefore, it is legal. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. So, <laughs> John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, there, was an extremely good, um, well, not good. You know what I mean. I had points. You, you, you had points. I believe in I you. I had points. You've got this. So, John Kramer is sort of like a civil engineer where just like a lot of things happened in his life that sort of led up to it. And you really do not see John Kramer until the end of the first one. And yeah. you really don't learn much about him until at least the fourth movie. Yeah. The end of the first one, that's crazy. The oh end goodness. of the first one was such a twist that yeah. almost no one saw it coming. And then to put it with their music, Hello Zep, uh -huh. it's, oh, it's beautiful. I think that's why I love the movie so much is because of how they do the endings. They leave it yeah. with, a, like, most of them are all the same kind of ending, you know. Mm -hmm. Game over and a door slam, except for Jigsaw. Yeah. And, you know, everything was wrapped up. What? Ow. Yeah, so... That's our, what I'm getting to. The okay. first one was the... I love the ending of the first one. It was, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm not hugely hugely into these movies just because they kind of freaked me out. Mm -hmm. But I did like the originality yeah. from them. Like, the ending of the first one. Are we going to do a spoiler alert for this one? Yes. Okay, so spoiler alert! Um, the ending of the first one and I don't, do you want me to wait until you get there? Or is it okay if I mention it? We'll wait until we get there. Okay, okay. We'll get and then I'll say how awesome it was, because mm -hmm. it was really, it, it was surprising. So, it, this is a reason for you to stay to hear yeah. what happened. So basically, John Kramer, it was just a series of events that leads him up to being Jigsaw. And he does not see himself as a murderer. And in technicality... Like, he did a whole bunch of other stuff. He really never murdered anyone. Yeah. They, like, the traps are what. Yeah. But, you know. But when you create a trap for the sole purpose, and it ends up killing someone, that is still manslaughter. I mean, it is. And then there's and also the kidnapping factor here. And a whole lot of other stuff. <laughs> but I digress. It's, um... But he makes his traps to where he wants people to live, and his traps are extremely literal. Like, he tells you how to win them, mm -hmm. while also being sort of mysterious with it, kind of puzzling with what he says. And people's initial instinct is to do the opposite, just do what they potentially can, their flight or fight mode. Mm -hmm. kicks in and they do not listen to the rules and that's usually what gets them killed plus some of them it really seems like there is not a lot of time but the traps can be one 
Mm -hmm. So initially, what happens with him is he had a wife and his wife ran a clinic to sort of allow people to get help with like addiction and other stuff and he saw that as like you know I, she wants to help people and he wants to help with that and it's when one night goes wrong like one of the addicts get in gets into the clinic and ends up ends up slamming the door on his wife's stomach and she's like seven eight months pregnant at oh. this point so she ends up having a miscarriage she's upset because she's like i wanted to help them and that's where he goes to like you can't help them they can only help themselves yeah and it drives him legit drives him to suicide everything with that and him and his wife go his separate ways he also ends up finding out i believe it was colon cancer that somehow led to um a brain tumor mm -hmm. which was inoperable which you find out more throughout the movies but i'll get into that once i talk about the actual storyline with yeah. it but he used the uses that as a way because it's like what's he gonna do he's on death's door already yeah and he he honestly went years without being caught he was never initially like people figured out who he was but he was never initially caught he just ended up dying well he was actually killed but interesting yeah, and he uses, like, people take their life for granted, so a lot of the traps, especially in the later movies, have to deal with, like, the people themselves, uh -huh. of things they take for granted, and they have to do that again to sort of get out the trap, and he sees it as, that's, after that, they're sort of, like, reborn if they get out of the trap uh-huh and so that's how he sees it was you know people take their life for granted but you know when they're put up to it will they choose to actually live yeah when they're put in one of those situations of hey if i don't do this which initially was sort of killing me even in metaphorical ways um like, do I do it again so I can actually live? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people do not get out of the traps is they don't really want to actually go through that pain. Yeah. that The pain is what stops them. Like, go through that pain, which you can initially live from and get out of the trap or just let the trap kill you. Yeah. Which is really crazy if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so that's just a basics of John Kramer, aka Jigsaw. So the storyline. 
You did it properly this time. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> and I'm not reading from an article. I'm very proud. Okay. Oh, I was saying how you did his name and then said Jigsaw. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just like, explain the plot line in chronological order, which is kind of easy yeah. with the Saw movies because most of them take place legit one after another. Yeah. So we have the first movie where, of course, two people wake up in sort of like this warehouse bathroom kind of like thing like one of them was in a tub and yeah everything like that and a critical point for it that you don't really realize until the end is like there's something glowing around the guy's face while he's in the tub and when he uh, initially struggles and gets out of the tub he unplugs the tub so it ends up draining and it shows something going down the drain. Yes, because he's an idiot. Because that ends up being something critical in the long haul. But why? Why is that his initial? Well, he did. Like, he did. No, he didn't initially like pull the drain. It was from his struggle that he accidentally. Oh, okay. It, and it drained the top. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking. I was thinking he pulled it on on purpose no and i was gonna say why would that be your first action hey i'm in this place i don't recognize waking up from almost potentially drowning and my first thought is hey what let's drain this yeah let's, let's just this drain stuff. this instead drain. of you know just stepping out but yeah. no he he drains it by accident yeah and they uh, wake up they are both chained and they're chained on their left foot. Um, they're pretty much chained to uh, pipes in there. You really can't break it or anything like this. Anything like that. And there's also just, you know, a guy sprawled out, covered in blood with his head blown out and everything. Mm -hmm. They slowly start to figure out, like, why am I in here? You know, mm -hmm. their initial game was pretty much just they wanted them to escape, but there was actually multiple games being played at that time. And that was my phone. Okay. <laughs> and so they pretty much go through everything and it sort of gives a little, as the movie goes on, it gives you a little, um, backside of you know the traps that jig jigsaw has oh i know but yeah the initial traps that jigsaw has done sort of like more introducing jigsaw as opposed to john kramer because of course at that point no one actually knew it was john kramer they just yeah. knew this person is out there capturing people, making them do these games, and it's killing them. Yeah. And the only reason that Dr. Lawrence actually realized, oh, this is a jigsaw trap, is because he was actually framed. 
Yeah. So, like, his flash, mini flashlight, whatever, ends up at a crime scene and leads back to him, so he was a suspect for everything. Yeah. So, things go on, and, um, the other game that's sort of being played is this man named Zeph actually captured, um, Dr. Lawrence's wife and kid, and his game was if Dr. Lawrence didn't kill the other guy in the room by 6 p.m., then Zepp had to kill them. Mm -hmm. Because there was, like, an acting poison in his system, and Jigsaw was the only one with the antidote. Yeah. So, things go on. Um, you realize that the two people in the room are actually connected together. Yeah. Um, the other guy was sort of someone who gets paid to, like, unmask, like, cheaters and stuff like that. So he was mm -hmm. taking pictures. He's a PI. Yeah. Like, a really sleazy one. Yeah. But in, in not a very good one. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's how they're connected. Yeah. And things go on. They tried tricking him, tricking Jigsaw to making it think, like, you know, Dr. Lawrence actually killed the guy by, you know, because one of the notes was, like, when there's this much poison in your blood, the only thing you can really do is everything like that and that's why the guy's dead on the floor yeah so he tries taking you know a cigarette dip, dipping in the poison blood and handing it to him so they try tricking him it doesn't go well whatever mm -hmm. um eventually you know 6 p.m comes around but the wife ends up you know getting free of her ties and you know escaping from Zepp, and Zepp eventually goes down and everything of just like, you know, like, why are you doing this? And it's like, there, it's the rules. You have to do them. You have to follow the rules of the game. Um, Zepp ends up getting killed and everything. Yeah. Dr. Lawrence is freaking out because he's listening to like, when Zepp and um, Dr. Lawrence's wife were having this struggle and he hears just multiple gunshots. So it's when he started freaking out of like, I need to get to my family. Mm -hmm. I need to help them. And that's when he cuts off his foot. Yeah. To sort of escape. Yeah. And you do not find out what happens to him until the seventh movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. It sort of just leaves it. And... So, the whole... I didn't know you found out what happens to him at all. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, the initial tub draining thing. Um, first off, dead guy is um, John Lawrence, a.k.a. Jigsaw. He's not yeah. dead. Yeah. And he, it was, like... It was a slow-acting agent to sort of, like, cause his body to react and his heartbeat to slow so it gave off the appearance that he was dead yeah jigsaw always has a front row seat to his games and this time it was literally front and center yeah <laughs> and so 
That's when you find out it's like, um, Dr. Lawrence was the doctor of Jigsaw. Initially, he would not operate on him because it was an inoperable brain tumor. Yeah. That's how he's connected to Jigsaw. Yeah. And then it's revealed, it's like, the key to the shackle for the other guy was in the tub. Yeah. Which you saw at the beginning of the movie, went down the drain because he accidentally pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. So you don't find out, you really don't find out, you know, if he actually escaped or not until at least, I mean, you find out what happens to him in the, you find out his fate in the second movie, but you don't find out, you know, what initially happened to him until the fourth movie. Oh, wow. Or the third. Mm-hmm. One, two, two. Anyways, on to the second movie. The second movie involves... An estranged cop and his son, initially. Mm -hmm. You know, they're on the case and they get a tip. (sighs) Choking on a fry. Oh no, don't choke. I still need you for the game later. I mean, what? Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) they get a tip about, you know, Jigsaw's whereabouts and everything. And they go and... They find out that Jigsaw initially took his son, and then it's like there's a, you know, the feed of the game in the other room. Jigsaw's just like, I just want you to talk until, pretty much until the timer goes off, and then you will find your son in a safe place. Literally. The initial game is five or six convicts. Or whatever and the cop's son and what you find out is the cop initially planted stuff and framed these convicts which got him sent to jail mm-hmm. like of course they done bad stuff in the past but you know what they initially got sent to jail for was you know something they didn't actually do mm-hmm. so they were all put together with the cop's son oh no another person that was in there her name is Amanda. Mm-hmm. You actually meet her in the first movie. She was one of... She played one of Jigsaw's first games, and she actually survived. Now she's in another one. Mm-hmm. So they have to go through all the series. They're just in this house, and there's, like, a slow-acting agent in the air where af- it's, like, after three hours... Um, the front door will open however after two hours you'll die because this agent will make you bleed from every orifice in your body Mm -hmm. so they're just going through all of these tests and everything like that and the cop doesn't want to follow jigsaw's rules eventually ends up beating him and it's just like take me to my son Mm -hmm. and you know they trace the video feed and everything to find out you know where the feed is coming from and then the cop is having jigsaw take him you know to his son oh wow they get there and at the same time the cops eventually find the feed and the woman on the other end is like i don't see you she's looking at the camera she's like i don't see you Mm -hmm. this it turns out this the game had been played hours prior. Oh no. 
So it was just a recording of the game. So detective, the top detective is Eric Matthews, mm -hmm. ends up going in and eventually goes into the room where initially the first game was played. The house for the second game and where the first game were played mm -hmm. are connected to each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and they get in there and they see the body of one of the people playing the games because pretty much everyone had died Aww. except for Amanda and the cop's son. Oh, nice. Yep. And then, of course, the guy from the first game, his rotting corpse was in there because this takes place like six months after the first movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So not that far. Not that far, but not close enough to where he could have survived. Yeah. He gets ambushed by Amanda. Mm-hmm. Amanda was pretty much the apprentice for Jigsaw. So she is like, I'm going to carry on the Jigsaw legacy after John Kramer is dead. Mm -hmm. And then, at the station where they initially find Jigsaw, timer goes off. What opens? A safe. Oh. With the cop's son mm. in there. Alive. Yeah. So Jigsaw was literal. You will find him in a safe place. Oh. Okay, I see. Jigsaw is just extremely literal with everything. <laughs> in a safe place. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so the movie, the third and the fourth movie are actually happening at the exact same time. Oh, interesting. This, yeah, this takes place about three months after the second game. Eric Matthews is initially missing because it never showed him actually dead. So what happens in the third movie is um, a doctor was kidnapped and sort of was brought to Jigsaw, who was pretty much on his deathbed, and it's like, you need to save me. Mm -hmm. You eventually find out why the doctor is important by the end. The person playing this game, playing Jigsaw's game, is an estranged father, and months ago, his um, nine-year-old son got hit by a car. Aww. But the guy basically walked with minimal sentence Ugh. and like a lot of things played a factor in that so his initial games were he had to go and the people that were in the games were people that were initially involved so the woman who witnessed the accident but didn't come forward yeah and say anything the judge who gave the minimal sentence and then the actual guy who hit his kid yeah by extreme ants accident so the the guy's task was um will you save these people will you forgive them mm -hmm. um and he tries he actually tries for the first one he for the lady he was too late she pretty much they're in, like, a cooler, and she gets sprayed with water, so she freezes. Oh. The guy is in a bed, and, th like, these 
pigs are being these dead pigs are being shredded so he's being covered in like pig guts and everything he's gonna drown by that and the only way to get the key is the father had to burn his son's you know stuff that he was clinging on to and the key would be from there <clears throat> he initially saves him and then it goes to the guy who hit the kid where he hit him by accident the guy was extremely distraught about it and he's on this like crank thing where all of his limbs are just like together and it's just turning his limbs Ooh. and <clears throat> so oh. he has to get a key which is connected to a shotgun mm -hmm. and he initially gets the key and moves out of the way and releases it, and the shotgun ends up shooting the judge. Oh, Killing him. And then he, he can't, the, the father cannot find the thing to release the guy, so he's, like, holding on to him, and he's like, I forgive you, everything. Mm-hmm. All while this is happening, it's like, the doctor is, you know, has to perform this stuff sort of like alleviate pressure on john kramer's brain uh-huh amanda's there as well what you find out in the end was the game that they were playing was not for the doctor it was for amanda uh-huh because what you find out is amanda had you know put these tests together that were initially unwinnable. Uh -huh. And that was John Kramer's thing is everyone has a chance to win in yeah. his games because it's a whole lesson thing. Yeah. So the game wasn't for the doctor. It was f he was testing Amanda, you know, the will to keep someone alive. And she initially failed because the doctor was connected to this thing. It's like these trigger with these like shotgun shells yeah and if john kramer's heart rate went um if he flatlined she was dead if she went out of range she was dead yeah but you know the doctor served her purpose but amanda would not release her and everything and amanda ends up shooting her well of course the other game is going on what you find out is the guy that was playing the other game, yeah, his wife was the doctor. Oh. And so the guy's last test was he had to forgive John Kramer, but what he didn't realize was that, you know, if he flatlined, his wife was dead. Mm -hmm. So the father ends up killing John Kramer, which initially kills his wife and door closed, game over, whatever. Yeah. Cut to the fourth one. It's happening at the same time as the third one. You don't find that out until the end. Yeah. It was this cop where he's not really time-oriented with things. He keeps, like, busting through doors before he initially needs to. Yeah. So he's always, like, quick on time. So he has to go through these things of, like, you have 90 minutes to get to Eric Matthews, the cop from the second one. Uh-huh. So he's going through all these tasks of 
and it's initially people that really don't deserve to be saved. Mm-hmm. So it's, are you going to do what you normally do and save them, even though I'm specifically asking you not to? Mm-hmm. You know, leave their fate into their hands, not yours. This is not your job right now. Mm-hmm. Goes through. And he eventually gets to the place. But you have this thing, it's like, he has 90 minutes, and what you initially find out was you didn't want him to go through the door mm-hmm. until the timer was up. Oh. He went through the door with one second to spare, and it initially killed everyone in the room. Oh. Uh. Mm-hmm. You also have this the detective that was also on the case and everything. You find out that he was involved in this in the start. Yeah. You know, the detective that was initially in one of the other traps. Yeah. And there was sort of like a cop on the tail and this with it as well. So it's a huge confusion thing because they find out with one of them it's like with a few of the traps and stuff it's like there's no way amanda did this on her own and some people the initial detective was like well what about john kramer it's like oh the one with the tumor in his brain who is can barely walk yeah no there was another person on this yeah and you find out it was the detective that was in the trap with Eric Matthews and everything, he was another one of John Kramer's apprentices. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, the fifth one focuses more on the storyline rather than the extra, the last game. So, they bring it to light, you know, John Kramer's dead, everything. Yeah. And people, and one of the cops, um, Strom, is getting suspicious about Hoffman. It's like, because he was initially put into a trap and Strom was like, how did you escape? Jigsaw doesn't make mistakes like that. So he was suspicious about him, that he was involved in it. Yeah. The game that was going on was initially Jigsaw's final trap. And so, it was five people in a room, and the thing was, Jigsaw initially wanted them all to work together. Mm -hmm. Their instinct was, their initial instinct was, one person has to die at every game. Mm -hmm. So, it gets to the final game where two people are left, and they had to fill up this beaker with ten pints of blood which Uh is initially what people have in their body yeah and so they go through and they're just like at the end the guy's like well why are there five holes why are there five saws shouldn't there only be one because only one of us can make it out alive then she finds out you know the keys for the first game match could have unlocked all of them and then 
you know, they were supposed to all take a small shock to unlock the door. The cage was big enough for, you know, more than one person. They were all supposed to live. Yeah. Their initial instinct was, someone needs to die each round. Last person lives. Yeah. Which wasn't the case. And the reason why they were brought into the game, because it all tied together, which eventually led to a building being burned down that actually had eight people in the building. Oh, wow. And they all got away with it. So that's why they were in the game. Uh. All were, while Strom is trying to initially go into where, you know, how is Hoffman involved in all of this? Yeah. What you find out is that in the past, Hoffman had a sister who was in an abusive relationship, and this guy ended up killing um, his sister. Oh, yeah. Like, brutally killing her. Oh. And so, Hoffman decided to take it into his own hands and put him in what seemed like a jigsaw trap. So, Hoffman was initially built on just revenge for his game. And, of course, Jigsaw found him, and he initially became one of his apprentices. Yeah. He carried out his work. What you find out in the, what you initially found out in one of the other movies is, um, I believe you actually find out either in the fifth or the sixth, one of them, was that Amanda was the reason why that junkie went into the clinic that initially caused, um, John Kramer's wife to have a miscarriage. Oh, no. Hoffman found out about that. Jigsaw initially knew. Uh, And so, that eventually led to her demise. Yeah. Now, the fourth and the fifth one also center around Jigsaw's wife. Because they think, somehow, she's involved in this. Yeah. Which, really, she's not. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... Well, I wouldn't think that she would be. Yeah, they just think it's like, oh, all this stuff happens, and somehow your husband becomes just this killing person. How are you not involved? Whatever. But yeah, eventually, um, Strom figures out the connection between Hoffman and Jigsaw, confronts him in the original place, but... Hoffman made it to where, um, he pinned the whole thing on Strom to make it look like Strom was the apprentice. It was you! It was you! You! You all along, not me, you! So, the whole thing is, like, and Strom was being tested by Jigsaw of just, like, I need you to trust me. If you trust me, you will live in these situations. But he initially doesn't, which eventually leads to his demise. He ends up getting crushed to where Hoffman actually gets into the coffin-like thing and survives. He gets actually crushed or emotionally crushed? 
oh, Strom gets actually crushed. <laughs> like, the room closes in on oh. him and crushes him. Oh, not fun. So, the sixth one focuses on, you know, um, like, Hoffman is sort of trying to get away with everything. Jill is tasked with something from her late husband, John. And then the game that's being played. See, I always mixed up five and six for some reason, but no. Six is the one where this, like, insurance loan lender, whatever, is put into a trap where it's like, you know, these people deserve money, but don't get it for initial things that they need. Yeah. So he's just put through a series of test of just like people that are also initially involved with him yeah and then what you also see is there are three people in two separate cages yeah one is just a woman another one is like a a mother and her like teenage son and in their room, they have a switch that, you know, one end says live, the other says die. Initially, you think that the uh, woman and the son yeah. are, you know, the wife and the kid of the guy doing the game. Well, that would make sense. It would. But it's not. Hmm. The uh, guy in there... His wife is the single woman in the other room. Yeah. The woman and the son, um, they had initially, along with, you know, her husband, had initially gone to that insurance guy. Yeah. To try and get a loan because the guy needed a procedure. Mm-hmm. And he was denied. And that initially killed him. Mm-hmm. So, they were left with the choice. You know, the mother and the son. Let him live or kill him. They had the switch in their hands. It's like, can you forgive him for initially what he did and let him live? Mm -hmm. And the mother was like, I really can't do this. And the son was just like, I can. You killed my dad. Yeah. And pulls the switch and this whole thing just swings into the guy's back and pours acid into him. So he just like melts in front of his wife. Oh. Yeah. Well, also, all that's going on is Hoffman initially gets caught yeah they actually figure out it's like oh this guy was the actual princess not strong yeah and so you know he's just trying to cover his tracks and everything and then jill's task was actually take out hoffman initially oh wow because hoffman's 
again, the reason Amanda was taken out was because, you know, her games were unwinnable. The reason um, John wanted his wife to take out Hoffman was because Hoffman was just bent on revenge. Yeah. Rather than teaching someone a lesson. He felt like his games did not teach them a lesson. Yeah, I know. So she initially tries to kill him with the trap that almost everyone knows, the reverse bear trap. Yeah. But he escapes from it. And that's initially how that one ends. Yeah. Then you go on to seven. To where, like, fairly, well, at one point in the movie, Hoffman actually does get to John Kramer's wife, Jill, and actually kills her. Oh, wow. And so that goes on. So most of the movie was, you know, her trying to get away from Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. While he's also trying to cover his tracks with everything. Yeah. The game that's being played. At first, you don't really know why this guy was put in the game. Because it's like, oh, it seems like... Because the story he's making was he actually survived one of Jigsaw's traps. Yeah. And he initially became famous for that. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason he was in the game was because he lied about the entire thing. Oh. Yeah. He did it to make himself famous. And, of course, John Kramer knows this. Uh-huh. Of, like, you... You were never in any of my games. I I know my subjects. Yeah. So, he has to go through all of this task where he has to try and save the people that were also initially involved with it. You know... His best friend who kept his mouth shut, his publicist feeding everyone these lies, everything like that. Um, Yeah. He really does not save any of them. Uh. And the last task, he had to initially do what he said he did to make himself famous, which was um, put hooks in... Um, his chest and pull himself up by a chain oh. to unplug the thing oh. that was initially connected to the thing where his wife was trapped. Oh. I don't, I can't remember if his wife actually knew that he was lying or not. I yeah. don't think she was. So she was sort of an extremely innocent victim that I honestly feel like did not deserve to die. Yeah. But well, you know, if she didn't, if she didn't know, then that's not really a reason to kill her. Yeah, but it, it jigsaw is all on that principle thing of just like you fed her these lies, you have to now try and save her by doing the thing that you said you did. Yeah, and so, um, but like right when he's about to pull the plug. It rips out of his skin and he falls down, which uh, initially leads leads to her demise. So he just has to live with all of this. Oh. And then it's just like a flashback for everything. You see everything that goes on. And at one point in the seventh movie, you see 
that um, Dr. Lawrence Gordon was alive. Oh. Yeah, he was alive the whole time. You, at the very end, you find out, you know, everything about it. That John Kramer found him and nursed him back to health and initially made um, Dr. Lawrence his actual apprentice. Yeah. Well, Dr. Lawrence just helped him with everything of, like, these people will be good for this and everything with that. Yeah. Because at the end of the movie, Strom is ambushed by three people in a pig's mask. Oh, yeah. And one of those people is Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Mm-hmm. Dr. Lawrence Gordon's initial task was if anything happened to John Kramer's wife, he needed to act on it. Yeah. So he sent all of that stuff around, set everything into motion, and then put Strom into one last test, which initially... Um, that's how the movie ended. Normally it ends with game over um, and a door slam. And Strom's just like, no, we always have a chance to live. It's like, what are my choices? And Dr. Lawrence is like, you can scream or you cannot. Oh. And then just closes the door on him and just oh. leaves him there. Mm-hmm. So Jigsaw. Jigsaw takes place 10 years after... Um, John Kramer initially died. So, and this came out, like, seven years after, um, the final chapter. Yeah. This one, just a whole bunch of people are put into a trap. This one is extremely, oh, it really messes with your mind a lot with the whole thing. Um, they're put in traps and it's initially like people that you know did something bad or are somehow connected to jigsaw directly yeah and so and these traps are definitely interesting and one of the guys has like genuine reaction of like um like how anybody really would of just like yeah that's not creepy at all And so, and then you have, um, the autopsy guy, which they're trying to prove that, like, some people are like, oh, Jigsaw's actually alive. It's like, nah, he was on this autopsy table. He's not alive. And so so many things are being laid out to make it look like, John Kramer actually is alive. Oh, wow. And afterwards, it's like all these, the bodies from the people of the games are like showing up around town and stuff like that. So they're just, but everything, everything leads back to John Kramer. Yeah. The fingernails in one of the victims, the, the blood in the fingernails from one of the victims match John Kramer's. Yeah. The voice from the video that was shown, you know, saying the instructions, matched John Kramer. Yeah. 
everything went back and they're just like you know what no we're gonna prove that john kramer is actually dead so they dig up his grave oh wow and they open it and john kramer isn't in there oh no no it was one of the guys from the very beginning of the movie that was initially shot oh wow yeah and so you know they're one of the people actually find out supposedly where the game is being played at this point you're left with two people Mm -hmm. in the game they got kidnapped whatever and um so they go to the place where the game is being played and this is where the twist comes into play yeah the game that we were being shown happened years ago really mm mm-hmm. mhm game was being recreated oh except with two less people interesting mm-hmm. okay so it was something that had already happened but they were remaking it again yeah okay cool it was being remade with the same games and same kind of people yeah which you really couldn't tell if you know the people that they found were the ones in the game being shown because they were like absolutely unrecognizable but yeah the that's where the the whole twist comes in because the two people are left they're chained up in this room and then john kramer comes out and you're just like what no it's like no he's dead he had to have died is what the original thought is but hey stop trying to bite me (laughs) but yeah the it's like you're on your phone and not paying attention to me i am paying attention i'm just trying to get things fixed and finished okay i'm sorry so yeah it's like the last game was it's like the two people are locked john kramer comes out with a shotgun holds up the shotgun shell and it's like your key to freedom oh yeah again he is very literal on things yeah so he puts the shell into the shotgun places it there and then they both scramble to get it the woman initially gets it and then the guy realized there's something wrong with that gun and the shotgun backfires and kills her yeah because the key was in the shotgun shell the keys were in the shotgun shell awesome but they were destroyed because she used the shotgun Ugh. here's another twist mm-hmm. you feel like they're in there okay so it's initially the coroner and um the lead detective chief whatever and they're put into what seems like a trap for the game. Yeah. And it's like, you have to confess something to sort of get out of it. Yeah. And initially the collars are like these surgical layers that can cut through like anything. Oh no, yeah. And so, what you find out about the coroner was he was a student when John Kramer was initially 
admitted to try and get tests to see about the tumor. Yeah. And he accidentally switched. He put the wrong name on the imaging. Oh, no. So his cancer was not detected as soon as we thought. Okay. What you... But apparently that wasn't enough and everything and, you know, the surgical whatever yeah cuts through him and kills him oh yeah the uh, um the main chief eventually admits that you know he let people go free bad people and arrested innocent people and because of that a whole lot of people got killed Uh uh-huh including the coroner's wife oh no and at first you think Oh, and the laser's shut off. Yeah. But then he looks over to the corner. It's like, this thing sliced through him. Why does he not look sliced? Oh, yeah. Because he's not dead? He's not dead. He created the thing. Oh. He was the original, original apprentice. Okay. Because the game that was being recreated was pretty much like the first game that was initially being played. Mm -hmm. And what it showed was, it started off, you know, buckets on people's head and they had to, you know, give just a little bit of blood to get it off, but one person, you know, didn't wake up in time and got sliced. He was that person. Yeah. And John Kramer just took him in. It's like, a mistake was made. Yeah. An honest mistake. And he just, like, like, nursed him back and made him the original apprentice. He was the one that created the reverse bear trap. Okay. And so, it's like, you got my wife killed. You let people go free. I can easily get away with this because I have someone to vouch for me on a lot of things. And he turns the laser back on and it cuts through him and he looks like a Dim Gordon. Oh, goodness. Honestly, my favorite death. Yeah. And the way that movie ended, it left it to where if there wasn't another movie, that's fine. But they left it open to where there could be more. Yeah. It just, it ended differently than the other ones because normally it ends with game over and a door slam. This one was I speak for the dead. Yeah. And then the door slam. Oh, yeah. And that's that one. So the reason why I left Spiral for the end, of course, it initially has nothing to do with the other Saw movies. Yeah. It's from the book of Saw. Okay. It's in the Saw universe. Okay. It mentions John Kramer, but has nothing to do with the other Saw movies. Ah. Alright, that makes sense. Basically, this person is just... The person... The people being killed off are corrupt cops. Okay. So it really speaks to a lot of things going on. The main character in it is played by Chris Rock. Yeah. Who also wrote and directed the movie. Okay. So he makes things pretty... He can get into some pretty serious stuff with it. 
his dad in the movie is played by Samuel L. Jackson, so that was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's initially these corrupt cops are being killed off, and what's being left at the scene is how these, like, what these cops initially did. Yeah. But, I mean, there was one movie where it's like, if you put into your mind that it's in the universe of Saw, and not an actual Saw movie, it's it's good. It's also yeah. one where I initially figured out, like, who was doing the killing, like, after one of the murders. Oh, fun. Because one of the murders, they showed what was supposedly the rookie cop, but he was, like, skinned alive. Yeah. Um, oh, just, like, um, yeah, it's definitely him, and here's why. Yeah. Because... Initially, after they find the corrupt cops, it's like, they show the initial game that they had to play. Yeah. Which caused their death. They didn't show his. So that's Mm. how I knew. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because, the reason why he did it is initially because, um, you know... Something one of the cops did initially got his father killed. Mm-hmm. So that he goes sense. up and everything. Like that. So, that's initially Saw. Just a lot. And that's probably because there are nine movies. Yeah. And that's a basic of everything. Interesting. So, just a few interesting facts about it. Facts. So, um, the initial budget for the first Saw movie was $1.2 million. They only spent, like, $700,000 on it, and that is because it was initially actually filmed within 18 days. So, they did not have any rehearsals or anything. Okay. So, and for the original puppet for the movie... It was actually designed and made by the original director of the first movie, James Wan. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And they got the idea after sort of a health scare. Um, sort of migraines they got. It's just like, um, what would you do to live? Yeah. And stuff like that. What and they would you do uh, to live today? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and so, um, um, it was Spiral that was able to break, um, the initial final, you know, thing of the Saw movies, so it estimated throughout the nine movies, it's made one billion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was theirs, um, they're thinking of coming out with a tenth one it was more just that actually goes off of the saw movies and not the spiral universe yeah and it's they were mainly just seeing how spiral was going to do and they make the decision on that yeah with how well it's done i honestly think okay and you might you might have mentioned this and i might have just missed it but what so what happened to the guy that cut off his leg 
That was Dr. Lauren. Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible with names. Okay. Became the apprentice, and his initial task was if anything happened to John Kramer's wife, he needed to ask. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. All right. I was very, I was like, I was sitting there waiting for it, and then I just, I didn't catch it simply because I'm terrible with names, and so. And I mean, it's like, they leave you to, like, what happens to them in the first one, and you don't find out until the final chapter. Yeah. That's kind of funny, though. Mm-hmm. But. But they're all connected together. The, yeah, and the, I actually think that's really cool that they're all connected together, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of movies that. Like, you've got series movies where they're kind of connected together, but they're more so connected in the way of, oh, these are the same people, and this is the same thing. You don't have, like, the story that's Mm -hmm. connected together like you do with the Jigsaw, well, the Saw movies. I also love how they actually explain everything at the end. Yeah. Rather than just leaving it. Because I think that's one thing people like. Like, sure, some people like a little bit of leave it to your imagination, but at the same time, we're just like, we want answers! Yeah. So. That happens so much with movies where I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, what just happened? Like, yeah, there, there, I watched a movie recently where there was something like that where it was like one of the characters said something at the very end and I was sitting in the movie theater with these people, and I hear behind me, they went, what? Mm-hmm. And then the movie finished, and they never gave an explanation as to what no. that meant. Like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what? Why? Why would you? Okay. No. I get there are some people that like that, but they it happens so often with movies now that it's just become annoying to me. Mm-hmm. That's why I appreciate the Saw movies. Plus put together with its theme song, Hello, Zeph. Oh my gosh, it's probably, like, my favorite horror theme is Hello, Zeph. Yeah. It's so awesome. put all that together, and I just think they're underrated. Mm-hmm. And I love them. I'm not saying all of them are good. The movies where they focused more on gore rather than the actual storyline, those are the best ones. Uh-huh. So. Well, yeah, they, they all sound really good. I'm... As much as they freak me out, I'm more inclined to want to watch them mm-hmm. now that I actually know what they're about. Yeah. Because um, now I at least know what I'm walking into. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so that but. is Saw for everyone. Yay! Yeah! We're at... Oh, nice. Long. So we have enough time for trivia real quick. Trivia! Jade oh. is going to test my... Halloween um, horror knowledge. Halloween. See how I actually do. Well, it's just kind of Halloween in general. I have a, li- a like, probably, a f- I have a few questions in here that are horror-based, mm-hmm. but most of them are, uh, my nose keeps running and I feel bad because I'm trying not to sniffle because I know that that sounds terrible on podcasts. Also, people, if you're listening at home and you would like to play along, let us know how you did. More than likely, I'm going to have this on Facebook. Yeah! Yeah! Okay. So, here we go. In the first 
Scream movie. What was the name of the main protagonist and what town were they from? Sydney Prescott and it's Woodsboro. Awesome. Okay. That was one of the easier ones. Um, the other ones, there are a few of them that are going to be weird in here. Anyway, what are three of the most popular horror, horror video games? Um, I want to say one is Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Outlast? Mm-mm. Huh. Um. Left 4 Dead? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Uh, is Layers of Fear one of them? Nope. All right, so the three that I came up with when I was looking for looking online was Resident Evil 7, but, you know, Resident Evil works as an answer. Yeah. Little, Ni Little Nightmares oh, and yeah. Until Dawn. Oh, yeah. All right, three, here we go. What is claimed to be the scariest horror movie to exist? The Exorcist. Bam. You know, I'm going to put check marks next to these. I'm <laughs> curious which ones you can get. The Exorcist was also the first horror movie that was nominated for an Oscar. The first one to horror movie to win an Oscar was Sil Silence of the Lambs. Oh, cool. Uh, what is... What? Oh, okay. Four. What is the oldest wrapped Halloween candy in America? I feel like it's those peanut things. Nope. Mm. It's more common than you might think. Reese's? Nope. I'll give you one more chance. Third time's the charm. Babe Ruth? Nope. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls. Oh, yeah. That's... Mm. I never think of Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> That's okay. Um, How did Halloween start in the U.S.? Now... This is one of those weirder ones, but... Like, like I know a few things. It's a whole All Hallows' Eve thing where initially it's like... I'm just going to say this thing. Um, why does my mind take me to Hocus Pocus? Of it initially <laughs> started in, like, Salem or something like that, and people would, like, wear masks to initially confuse the people that are actually dead so that you know they would think they are dead something like that 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 is how halloween itself kind of became a thing i think but how halloween started in the u.s was the custom of halloween came to america in the 1840s with irish immigrants fleeing a potato famine at that time, the favorite pranks in New England included tipping over houses and unhinging fence gates. Wait, wait. Tipping over houses? Our, no, sorry, I was... Um, tipping over... <laughs> tipping over outhouses, so, like, the oh. bathrooms outside. It's I, like, I'm they're sorry. tipping over a whole house. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was me. I'm sorry, I read over that wrong. Oh... Okay, so like I said, that was one of the weirder ones, but... Okay, seven. Who are two well-known book writers that are thought of as enemies that both have Halloween slash 
horror themes to their books? Um, first one uh, I can think of is, of course, Stephen King. Yes. The other one that I can think of that's well-known for horror is R.L. Stein. Yep. Yay! Yay! Both of which I love. Yeah. They're both awesome. Okay. Eight. Which Halloween movie has a black cat that talks and helps the main protagonist? I already mentioned it. It's Hocus yeah, Pocus. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, well, crap. Zachary Banks. <laughs> yeah. Who is played by the person who plays McGee in NCIS. Yeah. Okay. No random facts. It seems. While we are on Hocus Pocus, what is the names of the three sisters? Not the last name, because everyone knows they're the Sanderson yeah. sisters, but all three of their actual names. Uh, there's Sarah, Winifred, and... one i know it i know it's hard and that's exactly why i did this question because <laughs> i had to look it up just the other day <laughs> why is agatha coming to mind i know it's not that. i don't know because it's not that no sarah winifred and... it, it's almost as plain as sarah is like the two sisters have such simple names and then you've got winifred yeah and i remember winifred but oh <sighs> I don't think they say it very often, so. I honestly can't think of it. Okay, so it's Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. Oh! Like I said, pretty, pretty yeah. simple. Like, okay. What Halloween movie has a uh, contraption to bring ghosts back to life? And this technically isn't the main plot of the movie, but it does, it is an important part of the movie. Why am I thinking Ghostbusters? No, but Ghostbusters is mentioned in it. Um, like, at the very beginning, they're trying to get the the ghosts out of this place, and the uh, one of the Ghostbusters runs out of the house and says, Who are you going to call? Someone else. Oh, God. I feel like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want another clue, or do you want me to just tell you what it is? Oh, uh, let's try one more clue. One more clue. <sighs> okay, um, the setting of the movie is in Friendship, Maine. Yeah, I don't know. Casper. Mm. <laughs> Casper. Friendliest ghost, friendliest ghost, you know. Okay, the last one that I have written down is, and one that I'm pretty sure that you're going to get because you have the It sweater on currently. Uh, well, that is, that is yeah. it. Yeah. What creature is Pennywise? Technically. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to oh, no. get into this. Okay. <laughs> He is portrayed as a clown, or initially what a person is most afraid of, but he's actually this, like, super cosmic crab thing. <laughs> I love that it's a cosmic crab thing. I just yeah. had cosmic, cosmic being written yeah. down, and then, but I'm almost disappointed in myself that it wasn't cosmic crab thing. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, funny. that's initially what he is, but awesome. he's mainly portrayed as the clown. Okay, give me a second, because... 
and uh, and then I have 12 written down, but I don't have like words written down because I didn't think of one. So <laughs> we're gonna go through. You got one, two, three, four, and five out of 11. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, a few of those were really weird. Yeah, and not really what you would think of. I keep forgetting the original, like, kids horror movies. Yeah, the kid, like kids that. movies and stuff like that. I was, I was trying to get a good mixture of Halloween in general. Mm-hmm. Because I know not a lot of people are interested in just the, like, Halloween, or horror movies. And since this is our Halloween episode, I figured I would try to put, you know, as much mixed stuff in there as possible. Yeah. So, I hope you guys learned something. I hope you enjoyed this. Please let us know what you, um... Oh, the cat is, like, intensely staring at me. <laughs> like, let you know what. Anyway, uh, please let us know how many of those you got correct. Um, or maybe if, like, with the one with the how Halloween started, if you have an interesting Halloween fact that you guys yeah. would like to share. Um, Feel so free to, you know, put it with the... Whatever. The thing on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. P- post. Comment. Whatever it is. Those yeah. things. Message us if you need to. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just. So initially you soon. can. If anything else. You can find us on a lot of. Um, podcast. Our initial one is RSS. But you can find us on Spotify. We yeah. also have our Facebook page. Nerds of the Night. If you have anything you would like to email us about, you can email us at nerdsofthenight42 at gmail. We also have our Patreon. Patreon! Set up! Anything Mm -hmm. really helps to sort of help us do more in the future and maybe even bring you some t-shirts. I think it would be fun to have, like, themed t-shirts throughout the year along with our initial one. That's something we eventually want to do eventually along with other things but yes until until next time yay we kept it under an hour and a half yay we tried to keep it at an hour but that's not possible sometimes sorry but yes we will see you next time bye until Yes, that's your cue. (laughs) I don't think you can hear us. Yeah, I know. I was joking. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, no, he left it out here. Oh. I think. Is that his headphones? No. No, because he has wireless ones. No, don't worry. His headphones. Oh, okay. We'll just go upstairs. Yep. Okay. I'll also grab my bag of trash because it is really impolite to me. Do you want to put your trash up here too? Mm. Mm. I'll put this for later. Mm. Okay. Oh. I might as well just stop these. Yeah.
know, two hours of trying to find the end. 